This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Wednesday. Oh, well, thank you, Warlord. Thank you very much. You stepped on the segue I was going to do here in just a minute to plug the show for tomorrow. But first, Free Creed, Smokey is about to kill me tonight. Do you want a cat? You can come here and pick up this. God, he's doing it again. He's trying to tunnel out the front door. I, I put his harness on him. I don't. He's been doing it for about the last hour or two. I put his harness on. I took him outside. I'm like, okay, dude, what what was out here that you wanted to do? He went up the stairs at our apartment, rolled around in some leaves, and then just wanted to come right back in. Come and get this cat. I will give him to you since you like Smokey so much. Guys, I'm having the best goddamn birthday ever. Honestly. It's not even my birthday. Oh, I guess it's my birthday where Warlord is. Not even my birthday yet. And like, I've got my Modest Mouse shirt on because I I was not aware that Modest Mouse was going to be here in my city, less than two miles from where I live. They're one of my favorite bands. I've seen them a couple times before. In my city, tickets went on sale today. I'm like, well, that's my birthday present to myself. Boom, and it's general admission. I'm going to be front fucking row. That's what I'm talking about. I've got my lobster tails that I'm going to cook. I'm going to make lobster baked potatoes. I'm going to take the lobster and make a uh, creamy butter sauce. Mix it in. like Make a crispy potato skin on the outside. Scoop out the insides. Mix it with the lobster with the creamy and the cheese and shit. Put it back in the potato skins. Top that shit with some cheese. That's my. I'm gonna make blondies, and not not from a box. I have a recipe. I bought the macadamia nuts. I bought the Ghirardelli white chocolate chunks. I restocked on my marijuana. I have a bong pack. I'm not high enough for this shit already. Last night's show, by the way, was fantastic. I appreciate you guys. All the stupid-ass right-wingers that came in to argue with me. That's exactly what I hope this show will be going forward. As I said, you guys got to help me get the word out so that we get more right-wingers coming in here. Goose! Hell yeah, I'm excited to get back to concerts. Now, I, I will be at Bonnaroo before Modest Mouse. I just, the timing of the Modest Mouse tickets going on sale today, and it being my birthday, is just, was now it's not technically my birthday yet. I'm already celebrating, but tomorrow is my birthday. Echoplex Media will be in control of the channel. I've already handed it off to them. After tonight, I will have no control of this channel. Media Winch. Producer Dave, they will be taking charge. Their channel plays conspiracy theories, Scientology, shit like that. They go down the rabbit hole, if you will. 
They are going to be playing videos for us. We're all going to be going like, what the fuck are these people talking about? Producer Dave had all kinds of shit that he wanted to show me. So that is going to be fun as fuck. I even, I gave them my graphics package. I don't know what we're going to see on stream. Dave has something special put together. It's going to be like a, a mix of the Troll Patrol Echoplex branding. I fucking love it. I'm going to sit down in this chair. I'm not going to have to do any fucking work for anything. All my freaking newses are, are done through the holiday. Oh, here's Smokey. There you go. Greed Greed got his Smokey appearance. I'm not going to have to do any work tomorrow. So just 10 minutes before the show comes on, I link up with producer Dave, media winch. I sit down here with my beer, my bong, and we have fucking fun. We're not going to be yelling at right wingers. We're going to be having fun. Hopefully tonight we get some right wingers though. Last night, that that I thrive on that shit. I'm still hyped up over last night. Like I fucking love that. And I don't want totes or what it death totes or whatever his name was. I don't want him to think that like I cut him off. I mean I let him talk for a while. Uh but like he was he was being disingenuous and I was hungry. Like, we were well past the time I usually Turn off the stream, so. If you want to come back, Death Toast, we'll go at it again. As if you did any good. Like, his main point was that I should be upset with Joe Biden over because Kamala Harris pointed out that he had a racist policy. I pointed out that, like, Lee Atwater said that was a Republican policy. I agree. I'm not for Republican policies. That's why I had to vote against the Republicans. I voted to empower the Democrats. It is... It is an undeniable fact that I have influence in the Democratic Party. I have no influence in the Republican Party. So the only logical conclusion is for me to vote for the Democratic Party. I did the independent thing for a while, and that I was wrong. I, if I could go back to 2016 and vote for Hillary Clinton, I would. It wouldn't matter in the state that I'm in. But I honestly would. Now let's start off tonight... Remember my friend, the Don't Unfriend Me podcast? I don't even know his fucking name. What is your name? I don't know. Okay. I did the story the other day. You can go back, watch it, get the rundown. But basically, I had a little spat with him. I told him, you know, hey, you're probably the same fucking shit as every right winger. He paints himself as middle of the road, but yet he's a far-right nut job. See, look at his fucking shirt. Guns, guns, guns. Stupid-ass flag. But I got under his skin. I was going to have him on for a debate. He wouldn't He wouldn't fucking come on live. He wanted to be taped, and I could tape on my end. Okay, I'm fine with that. But then I told him I was going to prove that he didn't know what he was talking about. And he's like, oh, 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 oh. Now he starts his show by saying, oh, you better not be offended or some shit like that. But like, I said I was going to prove that he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's like, oh, no, you disrespect me. We're not doing this now. No, no, no. I can show you the receipts. But let's, let's listen to, after I did the rant on him, we watched about 10 minutes of his show. 
He didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Apparently, I called him a motherfucker. I bet I called him a dumb fuck, if anything. I said, these dumb fucks. He didn't even, he did not watch. Because first of all, he's going, to, he's going to say I did like an hour and 54 minutes or whatever, the, however long the entire show was. No, I just started off the show like I am tonight talking about him. What a great weekend. Colorado Avalanche spanked the St. Louis Blues. We're waiting on the Golden Knights or the Minnesota Wild. It is a great, great weekend. My daughter turned 11 years old. Medieval times. Hey, happy birthday to your daughter, dude. Beauty queen of the day or whatever in the night and the horse bowed down. I got a, I got a birthday coming up ribbon and a crown that's just great good time i guess when you spend a shit ton of money that's what happened i want to get something off my chest and i'm going to give it one minute that i get one minute person deserves of my time somebody came on the uh the page on facebook decided to make some comments that i'm a right winger i take offense to that i'm not a right winger i didn't storm the Capitol. he is indeed a right winger i mean fucking everything about him screams right winger right you gotta say that he voted for trump but no I didn't come onto his page. Facebook shoved his shit down my throat because he paid to have Facebook show me his content. It was a sponsored ad that was showing up in my timeline. That's what he wanted, right? Me interacting with his content. But when I only live, what, 35 minutes away from the Capitol? I wasn't there, man. I'm not an anti-Trumper. I voted for Trump. I'm open about that. I am a conservative. I never said my show was going to be any. You are a right winger. You just you you voted for Trump. You're a conservative. You're a right winger. These motherfuckers have no clue what the political spectrum is. Anything other than honest. No, no, he's gonna he's gonna lie multiple times. I've argued with Republicans. I've argued with Trump's inability to be a fantastic model at the last three months. I believe he listened to the wrong people. I believe he was one of the best presidents we have ever had. <laughs> three years and six months, and I've seen my share of them. But this person wanted to engage in verbal combat and spar, which I was fine with. But then I went- No, he wasn't. No, 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 no. He wasn't. He was not fine with it at all. He... Like, cause like the the first comments I made were kind of you know benign. No, 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 no. He had his little little dick attitude. An hour and fifty one minute show where he called me a mother effer and every other name oh, in the book. I just I'm done. People, I believe he was one of the best presidents we have ever had in the first three years and six months, and I've seen my share of them. But this person wanted to engage in verbal combat and spar, which I was fine with. But then I went and saw that he did an hour and 51 minute show where he called me a mother effer and every other name in the book. And I just, I'm done. I don't have time. If that person wants to make a point and have an argument like they tried to on my page and then just get literally fleeced, which I did. And I'm horrible at writing. And I no, not at all. I destroyed him. Anyone that would have seen, but he deleted it. And that, that. Once again, right-wingers are always like, and he's going to champion free speech and all that good shit. He deleted the argument that he says he fleeced me. He says he's got the screenshots. I will fucking show them, dude. Show everybody how you fleeced me. I dare you. You still fleeced him. The guy said that right-wingers are socialists. The whole. I certainly didn't. I absolutely never said that. One bit. I don't know where he even gets that from. I probably said, right-wingers are morons. I literally have a shirt. I have a fucking graphic on my show. 
I, I, it's a fucking catchphrase of mine. I certainly didn't say right-wingers are socialists. Point is this. Hurt people hurt people. And trust me, I know where you're from. I know you tried to hide it on Facebook. I know you've tried to cloak. I never hid where I am from. I even said it last night on the show. Somebody asked me if I'm from the South. I said, I'm from Kentucky, went to college in Tennessee. I'm living in Alabama right now. I have never tried to hide anything about myself. People hurt people. And trust me, I know where you're from. I know you tried to hide it on Facebook. I know you've tried to cloak yourself in anonymity. I know you don't have a website because you would have to actually. I have a website. I have not tried to cloak myself in anonymity. He said I tried to hide my name. He's going to bring up that he found my name. I want you guys to notice this. This is this is I do this every morning. I'm Justin Mullins and this Oh, I don't even call myself Justin Freakin'. I'm calling myself Justin Mullins. If you scroll a little little further down, all these movies say short film by Justin Mullins. This guy is just absolutely full of shit. We register for a domain, but you left one picture up, 2011. You were leaning up against a cork board, and on that flyer, very small flyer all the way in the back, it said... Applebee's, Pikeville, did a search. Now, the picture he's talking about was in Johnson City and doesn't have a flyer for Applebee's. I have no clue where he got that from or where he got that info from. The association that I have with Applebee's is one time I was a celebrity server because I was on the radio in the city. I was a celebrity server. I was bartending to raise money for a children's charity. So you've probably done some kind of search of me online and seen that poster where they promoted me for a celebrity fundraiser, you stupid fuck. Found you. Found your last name. Found out where you live. Went to a buddy. buddy you found my last name that I wasn't hiding. And now this, this is the best point. Listen to what he's getting ready to say. Applebee's. Pikeville. Did a search, found you, found your last name, found out where you live, went to a buddy, but he works in the one of the alphabet agencies, and got your entire record. Everything. Financial, employment, criminal, government. Listen to what he just said. Because I bullied him online, he went to the government over me. This motherfucker is going to complain about cancel culture and free speech and how the left is assaulting it. Now he's cl- I don't believe he did. <laughs> I don't believe he did at all. He's flagrantly full of shit. But he is claiming he called somebody in the government on me because I bullied him online. And then has the nerve to do a show where he talks about cancel culture. No fly list? What did you do, dude? I am not on the no-fly list. He's making that up. I have twice been approved for the presidential press pool. That means that the Secret Service has done background checks on me. <laughs> oh, he he accused me of being a child molester in YouTube comments. He's deleted those. 
which is hilarious because anybody that knows me knows I hate kids and have never been around them at any point in time in my life. But the point is this, is I can be a vindictive person and I'm not going to... I dare you. I would... You can be a dumb fuck. That's what you can be. Spent an hour and 51 minutes, but I'm not going to spend any more time on you. A lot of I didn't talking about my Republican leanings, but I think I gave you a total of one minute. That's all you get, man. You would like to come on the show. I still would allow that as long as you have a point. You all heard that. I do have a point that he doesn't know what he's fucking talking about, and I will prove it. We can have a conversation about fucking foreign policy. We can talk about any kind of domestic policy. Whatever he fucking wants to talk about, you want to talk about philosophy, religion, whatever you want to go into. I'm down. He just said he would have me on the show. He has me blocked on every fucking platform. I don't know how I would get in touch to be on his show. But I encourage you guys. Contact him. Tell him, please have Justin. Justin would love to be on your show. Justin would love to have you on his show. Fuck, dude. Call in anonymously. I don't even have to know who you are. Or I'll fucking plug you. I'll, I'll give your show publicity. It did sound like an invite. However... He is 100% shut that down. Be your authentic self, not this fake person you're trying to be. My God. Fake person I'm trying to be, motherfucker. This is my authentic self. The fake person was the news director throughout the, the 2000 aughts. Son. I am my authentic self. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know who you are. I don't know who you think you're emulating. But Nobody. Go to the beat of your own drummer, don't you, sir? Justin. Yes, 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 yes. Wait, he just said that I was pretending to be somebody and then said I marched to the beat of my own drummer. I do, indeed. And that's one of the reasons why my show is going to be successful. Why you're going to keep getting six or five fucking views. Because I actually have something to offer. Sir, let me tell you, you are just the same regurgitated right-wing talking points as every other dumb fuck right-winger. The Charlie Kirks, the Ben Shapiros, the Steven Crowders. The reason why I will be somebody in this business is because I am 100% authentic and I am something you have never seen before. But I just, I cannot get over it. It was the next episode he did. Fuck, goddamn. He has no clue how to mix drops. He just demolished my eardrums. Fuck. We come over here. This is the next day show. This is where he has freedom of speech truly been the bastion of light that we make it out to be throughout history. I review the censorship culture that has been around longer than it hasn't and is now making its way back in a hurry. This is the guy who has me blocked on every platform. This is the guy who said he called one of the alphabet agencies on me because I bullied him online. This show dives into the fray and is a fast-paced overview of the First Amendment. Sir, you don't know how the fucking First Amendment works. You're probably talking about big tech. You're going to come out and talk about how fucking Twitter and Facebook is trampling on the First Amendment, proving you have no goddamn clue what you're talking about. Right-wingers are absolute fucking morons. 
if there are any right-wing trolls, which, by the way, I dumped everybody over uh, into Riverboat uh, Jack's stream after we finished up last night. I told the trolls, I said, if you if you were one of the trolls in my chat, be on your best behavior because they won't put up with you over here. And, like, boom, they were all gone within a matter of, like, a minute. And even one of the mods got me and then was like, nope, 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 I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, he's, like... Gritty Douchey should be the name of his show. <laughs> and like, I love that it, it's called Don't Unfriend Me. Which I would assume is an implication that we can have political differences and still be friends. He doesn't want to be my friend. He got offended. He got offended. Starts his show, better not be offended. Well, sir, I'm not. There's nothing you can say that will offend me. I, 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 I can't go that far. I am, I am offended by the mass shootings in this country. Earlier today, nine people dead in San Jose VTA rail yard shooting. So we look at the, the recap man. here: uh, nine dead, including the shooter. One critic. I just answered. said that. The I team identified the gunman as Samuel Cassidy. We talked about the bomb squad searching for the potentially uh, problematic situation of suspicious devices located throughout one or, or both of the two buildings that they're going through. Uh, VTA service suspended. They'll have bus bridges to handle um, the commuters. And you saw just a few seconds ago that... Apparently he was an employee at the rail yard. ...unification center where uh, loved ones are going in and hoping, praying... Mm -hmm that they're going to see their family members there. Because as you mentioned, this is, you know, it, it, it's a, a scramble situation. You hear gunshots, you know, you may have your phone on you, you may not have your phone on you, you may, you may have to hide, you don't. So it's easy um, to kind of just get lost in the shuffle of where you're at and then, okay, how do we, how do we contact our family members at this point? And you, you probably have a lockdown situation for everybody that's been removed from the facility. There's so much that goes on in these situations. This, this was like live reporting. I believe we've got a different report. Wow. So this was the, the suspect's home burst into flames early this morning. This footage shot by the neighbor. Now, I don't know the timeline. I don't know if this is before or after. I, I assume it's before. He blew up his house and then went and did the shooting. Speaking of watching porn, we got a weird story where a parent asked their daughter if they watched porn. We're going to read that. That's from the Huffington Post. But this is, this is footage of... The suspect in the San Jose rail yard shooting, his house burst into flames. I don't know, like, that's the way the news described it. I don't know if that means it was a bomb. If he had, like, put some sort of accelerant down and then, like, threw a match or a cigarette or something as he, as he walked out. Uh 
Video obtained by ABC 7 News from one of the shooter's neighbors show a huge plume of smoke rising from the house and firefighters arriving on the scene. The video was taken about the same time that the shooting began at the rail yard. So yeah, he's just, he's walked out, he set off something, or he's, he's thrown a cigarette out while, uh, like, while he's had an accelerant that he's, he's thrown down all over the house. The first calls came in at 6.34 a.m. The shooting was in the area of 100 West Younger Avenue at a VTA control center and rail yard where light rail cars are stored. The building is not open to the public, so the shooter would have needed employee access to have broken in. I believe that has been confirmed that he was indeed. Wow, you calling me a stud? I'm not even, like, I'm attractive to people that find shit like this attractive. The weirdos. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an acquired taste. But the the people that do find me attractive, I drive them wild. It's just a very small percentage. (laughs) But that's why I'm loud about everything. My girlfriend in college just like walked into the classroom and was like, I'm sitting next to him. He looks cool. <laughs> oh, Tim. You might be able to make that happen. Shucks. God, why is everybody being so nice to me? It's not even my birthday yet. In the middle of this horrendous story that I'm reading like fucking straight news. At the time of the shooting, there was a union meeting going on with about 80 people in attendance. So this was like a pre-work union meeting. When law enforcement arrived on the scene, multiple people had been shot in two separate buildings. The sheriff's office said and the shooting was ongoing. That was a weird, that was barely worded. About 40 people were rescued from inside by multiple law enforcement agencies who responded to the scene. Deputies didn't fire their weapons, Davis said, leading them to believe the gunman died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So he, he obviously came in, shot who he wanted to shoot. Battalion 5, they're still calling this 101 West Younger Avenue for the light rail maintenance yard. So this we is the emergency calls. Ambulances plus their duty soup. This is an active shooter. Reportedly eight employees at the light rail maintenance yard. Uh, we have no visual of where the shooter is right now. PD has multiple units. So the, the way everyone is behaving, it would seem that like they know that the shooter is down at that time. The parking lot, and it sounds like there may be active shots heard again just right now. Oh shit! Maybe I was wrong. Younger, they're saying the shooter is on the third floor, unknown which building. Still another active shot heard. We'll get three more code three ambulances. Uh, maybe maybe the audio doesn't match up with the video too. That's possible. Any rottweilers in this chat? Let yourselves be. I changed the description of the channel. Go check it out. I, I think it's very fitting. Younger IC from Command 21. PD is advising the scene is secure. We are going in with PD. Right, so there, there they got the indication that it was secure. 
During their investigation, bomb-sniffing dogs flagged officers to potential explosives, prompting them to clear the building. I mean, well, that's possible, given the fact that his fucking house had been fucking exploded. Law enforcement expects to be on the scene throughout the night, thoroughly searching the building. Bomb squad technicians were also searching the suspect's home for explosives. Ammunition and canisters were found at the suspect's home. Sources tell ABC News he had multiple weapons. Oh. Shitty thing to wake up to. Another day in mass shooting USA. Yeah, the dispatcher was doing what, like, they're trained to do. To be clinical about things. Alright, so this, this, I've been waiting to talk about this. We're gonna get to see John Cena. Speak some Mandarin. I'm sorry, I was reading a headline there about uh, Amazon. We're gonna talk about that story here in just a second. The merger... Or acquisition of MGM by Amazon. I'm sure it's not a merger. We've got... <laughs> Apparently John Cena was in Taiwan promoting uh, Fast 9 or Fast and Furious, whatever the fuck, the F9, whatever it's called. I'm sure John Cena wishes we couldn't see him right now. He's feeling awfully embarrassed. He was in Taiwan... And he referred to it as a country, which it is. Now, China doesn't recognize it as a country. China thinks it's a territory, much like Tibet, that belongs to China. So, saying things like Taiwan is a country is very infuriating to the China Communist Party. So, John Cena, who which... We're going to get into the juxtaposition of the China Communist Party and how this is 100% a story about capitalism. So, John Cena, to make sure that the movie, which is set to do way more business in China than it is here in the U.S., had to make sure they know he was sorry about that. First of all, there is no denying John Cena's talent, and he is doing a fantastic job of speaking Mandarin. I'm sure he rehearsed the fuck out of that. He is nailing it. (laughs) Breaker can't see him. Everyone asked him if he could use Chinese. What he means by everyone was that the movie studio, which wants to make sure that F9 still airs in China, or is screened in China, whatever you want. Apparently, it's way bigger in China than it is here. If it wasn't for China, the movie franchise would be over, I guess. So they got to make sure they make their money. The ghost of Jim Varney. No, 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 no. As much as I like John Cena, Jim Varney was a better actor. And I, I think we can all, everybody in the chat can agree with that, right? Ernest P. Worrell was a, was a much better actor than John Cena. And I, I, 
John Cena is by far not my favorite wrestler, but I mean, I, I can't deny it. You know what I mean, Vern? You agree? Everybody agrees with that, right? Jim Varney. Far, far more talented actor. Has John Cena been in Toy Story? I don't know. He probably has been in Toy Story. Jim Varney was, goddammit. So he is a cuck. He really loves China and respects them. I that was kind of that was kind of racist of me. I fucking I apologize for that. Um, that was me trying to mock John Cena doing Chinese, and by by proxy, like it came out sounding incredibly racist. <laughs> and like, because that's one thing that the propaganda by the U.S. is like China is not this monster that they make it out to be. I know a lot of Chinese people. There's a lot of them in our our schools, but like. China right now is the worst of capitalism and the worst of socialism. Combined. Communism, to be more exact. I That is one of the reasons why I think democracy... Is, well, everybody's kissing China. Matt and Trey are the only people that aren't kissing China's ass. <laughs> the NBA, it's the same thing. Uh, the coach had to apologize for the Hong Kong. Now, Hong Kong's a little different scenario. Hong Kong literally does belong to China. They're in, like, it's like some kind of 50-year takeover because Hong Kong was a British territory that, you know, Britain stole when it was the empire. They had an agreement to give Hong Kong back after, like, 100 years. That's a different that's a different China, sir. I absolutely like I I would have I would have uh I would have ate China's ass as well. Joni Warner, yeah. I saw a meme the other day that was like uh Would you still have sex with Sonny? And on the bottom it was Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes, yes. Matt and Trey are real American heroes and ripped to Joni Lorner. I fucking, I'm a huge China fan. I actually, uh, in the lead up to WrestleMania this year, I watched WrestleMania, uh, I watched 17 and 15. 17, that's where, like, she was, like, the tippy-tippy top. She had that badass music. She came out with that cannon. And, uh, like, that was China at her peak, and I'm like, my God, was that woman fucking awesome. But this, this is, we're here to bitch about China, goddammit. But I hate the way, like, all the right-wingers are framing it as this is, like, the evils of communism. But the reason the movie studios, the NBA, are bowing down to China is because they want their money. Literal capitalism. I wholeheartedly believe that democracy is the thing that you need to focus on. You democratize countries, and then you have conversations about where you draw the line of socialistic, capitalistic principles. 
a regulated free market, a highly, highly regulated free market in favor of the people. I think that's where I, I stand. I could, I could be sold on a socialist platform, but where I'm at in America, I mean, that's a complete rehauling of the system. But a highly, highly regulated form of capitalism is 100% within reach. And China would have made you bow to her. No, she seemed like a sweetheart. She didn't seem like she was fucking intimidating. China is hugely important to the global economic picture of the Fast and Furious series. And the film so far has grossed around $137 million since its May 21st release. I didn't even know it had come out yet. Did it come out in China first? Now let's let's get the exact history of the Taiwan thing. Wait, wait, no. That's not what I wanted. Officially, the Republic of China, a country in East Asia, neighboring countries include the People's Republic of China, to the Northwest, Japan to the Northeast. Political status of Taiwan is contentious. The ROC no longer represents China as a member of the United Nations. After UN members voted in 1971 to recognize the PRC instead, the People's Republic of China. What we know as mainland China. Man, like if people enjoy the Fast and Furious series, like I mean why like we can make jokes about it, like fuck. It's good fodder. I don't give it like I can exist in a world I never I've never even watched a Fast and Furious movie. But if there are people that enjoy it, fucking have at it, man. I'm sure like if I was to watch one on the 4K TV with the surround sound and everything, I bet it would be badass. At least for that experience. I don't think it like I I personally like psychological horror movies myself, psychological thrillers, so I don't think it's going to really catch me. Taiwan is claimed by the PRC, which refuses diplomatic relations with countries that recognize the ROC. Taiwan maintains official diplomatic relations with 14 out of the 193 UN member states, though many others maintain unofficial diplomatic ties with Taiwan. International organizations in which the PRC participates either refuse to grant membership to Taiwan or allow it to participate only on a non-state basis under various names. Domestically, the major political contention is between parties favoring eventual Chinese unification and promoting a pan-Chinese identity contrasted with those aspiring to independence and promoting a Taiwanese identity though both sides have moderated their positions to broaden their appeal.
So it looks like the breakup originated with World War II. Senator Mike Lee from the Senate floor today speaking about Thank you, Mr. Chairman. China. Thank you to sure it was saber rattling. the witnesses that are here today. Every responsible gun owner knows that safely storing their oh, firearms. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is the wrong. Oh, fuck. We're on the wrong video. I fucked up. That's my bad. Because uh, we're going to get to that Ted Cruz video. Holy shit. I'm pretty sure it was this morning. My apology, guys. Oh, here we go. Here's Senator Mike Lee on China. Mr. President of the United States. Speaking about, uh, you know, Xi Jinping, better known as Winnie the Pooh. He's at a crossroads in our strategy to counter the threat posed by communist China. And it's vital that we place ourselves in a position to compete with China, to be sure. But it's equally important that we consider just what kind of game we're playing and just what kind of competitor we aspire to be. The bill before us, the Endless Frontier Act, aims to counter China primarily by boosting technology research and development. No doubt these are important components of any strategy to counter China. But unfortunately, it goes about it in the exact wrong way, trying to beat China at its own game and taking us across a frontier that we ought never traverse. What does that mean? Models of some of China's own bad strategies are emulated in this legislation. Strategies that are in exact opposition Direct well, if they're beating us, are they really bad American strategies, Senator Lee? Of life. Let's consider some of the hallmarks of communist China. In every aspect, the Chinese regime That's and centralizes the power of government at the expense of free citizens and free markets. An experiment that has expanded into dangerous and even deadly... Wait, 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 wait. The free market is dictating that you suck China's cock. Have you not noticed that? The free market dictated to John Cena that he he needs to bow down and be a little cuck. Territory. Take, for example, China's record on human rights. China has gone so far as to enslave and subject the Tibetan and Uyghur people to forced labor re-education, and torture under China's infamous... That's weird. Uh, I encourage everyone in my chat to look up how much shit in this country is made by prison labor, how much they pay those inmates, the fact that the Constitution doesn't outlaw slavery outright. It has a little carved-out exception there. And that we have the largest prison population in the world. You're bitching about authoritarian China. We have more people in shackles than China. With, a, with, with like a third of the population. Just wanted to point that out. One child policy. It has 
brutally and barbarically forced families to undergo IUD implantation, complete sterilization, and abortion. I, a woman told me she had an IUD one time, and I fucking ducked behind the bed because I thought she meant IED, an improvised explosive device. Apparently the IUD is some sort of, you know, intrauterine device that stops your cum from going up the tubes. My bad. Or maybe she was just telling me her pussy was the bomb. It has a long, dark history of religious persecution and of silencing dissidents. Under President Xi Jinping, Chinese authorities have detained Under President Pooh. and arrested thousands of Christians. They've seized control of Tibetan monasteries and closed or demolished dozens of Buddhist or Taoist temples. They've even practiced forced organ harvesting of members of the Falun Gong religion. Or consider China's actions in the realm of foreign policy. In true imperialist form, do we really want to have like China's pushing its belt and road imperialist for whoa 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 let's talk about China's foreign policy in true imperialist for Senator Lee Senator fucking China doesn't have bases in like a hundred goddamn countries on the planet I'm wrong on that it's more isn't it <laughs> What? China isn't starting wars all over the goddamn world. We are. A massive predatory infrastructure project stretching from East Asia to Europe designed to massively expand China's coercive economic. Okay, okay, so they're building fucking roads and railway lines and like... Uh, fucking town halls and shit, but like what they're doing, they're building these town halls for these cities in Africa and they're planting mics and shit all in. They know everything the local governments are doing. 70 countries. I'm sorry, I, I overshot it. Thank you, Warlord. You Like if I had said like 140, you probably would have believed it, right? Shit. Influence. It has spread Confucius Institutes across American college campuses. Entangling There's only like 142 or 143. And turning them. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, we are in 150 countries. Not we. I'm sorry. Warlord is not involved in our... Well, kind of they are. They're like, the, they're like the U.S.'s little brother going along with everything we do. 150 fucking countries. How many countries are there? Is there 170? 190, something like that. Into megaphones. I'm behind all these fucking monitors. I don't look it up. In multilateral organizations, China continuously undermines long You were volunteering, though. Instituting policies that instead benefit the Chinese Communist Party's authoritarian values. And it has held a... I'm not high enough for this shit. 195 countries in the world. And we're in 150 of them. The U.S. military is in 150 of them in some capacity. Now, some of those uh, probably aren't full-on military bases. Whatever momentum it may have acquired is of dubious success and minimal sustainability over the long run. 
You see China under the control of the Communist Party. As what he's actually reality. what he's actually describing is China has been going and building a lot of roads. They're like this new uh, Silk Road or Silk Belt, well, so, so whatever the fuck, the new Silk Road. What the, the the whole project that they're doing, fucking building all kinds of shit that connects from like harbors in the water. That's how they're getting into these countries economically. They're actually playing the capitalism game incredibly well. The Communist Party of China is playing the capitalist game incredibly well. Because they're making, kind of like the uh, International Monetary Fund did, the IMF. They're going in and building these things and making loans to these countries that they can't possibly pay back and making them indebted to them. Literally, predatory capitalism. Insane. That's the problem with China, but no fucking Republican is going to tell you that. Well, I mean, the authoritarianism as well. The one-party rule is not good. I believe in democracy. And I believe that's why it's so dangerous that Republicans are saying, oh, we're not a democracy, we're a republic. No, motherfuckers. Our system of government is a republic, but we elect our representatives by democratic vote. We are both a democracy and a republic. Day one fucking civic shit. I wish they still taught civics in school that would go a long way to fixing a lot of our problems and right-wingers feeling embarrassment. I wish my uh, fucking Lee could feel embarrassment. One of the least efficient economies in the entire world. In terms of GDP... China is one of the least efficient economies. quite the opposite of being at the top of the barrel. In fact, it's, it's way down, right next to Cuba and Kazakhstan. It turns out the political corruption and that's where we rank about fucking come with some financial deadweight too. medical fucking outcomes of enslaving, sterilizing and brainwashing 12.8 million Uyghurs and other oppressed groups is steep, even as the human cost of this moral depravity is far worse and infinitely steeper. By the way, I'm glad he brought up this moral depravity about forced sterilizations because the U.S. was caught committing forced sterilizations. And, uh, Mike Lee, you are a senator in the U.S. You are, you don't have any power over fucking China. So, why don't you, why don't you get on that, sir? Seems a little hypocritical, at least in my mind. Potential through abortion is also as foolish as it is... Oh, and he brings up fucking abortion! As a result of its decades-long abortion and one-child or two-child policies... China is on track to lose a third of its workforce and age faster than any society in history. The that is true. To retirees in China, which is currently eight to one, is projected to whittle down to two to one in the coming decades. With only two employees for every retiree, China's pension system, which is already showing signs of buckling, will inevitably crack under pressure. It's true that China is a Aggressive, and it's true that China is really big, but it's not ironclad in its position of global strength, to put it mildly. As its population ages more and more and more... Fucking, we're not in any kind of position of global strength. We're fucking feeble as fuck. ...polluted squalor. It will have neither the inhabitants nor the resources to continue on its current course of perceived economic prosperity. You're describing the U.S., sir. Or about China's trajectory. 
that we should try to emulate, not in the least. Because that's why they're... China's very good about whenever their economy slows down, they invest in infrastructure. And once you've already modernized your entire infrastructure, you start building shit in other countries. That's, that, the infrastructure thing is actually a really good idea, and we should take a page out of their book because our fucking bridges are falling apart. If you missed it the other night, I finally looked up the number, and it's 54,000 bridges in the United States are uh, listed as dilapidated. 54,000 bridges that you're driving on every day. Remember, there's one that collapsed in uh, in Atlanta not that long ago. So, to my surprise, I was I was not thinking that the commission would get any support in the Senate, but apparently there are a few Republicans signing on to it. Collins being the latest. Senator Susan Collins of Maine will vote for a House-passed bill, create a commission to probe the January 6th Capitol attack during a key test vote that will take place as soon as Thursday. Oh, they're voting on it for my birthday. Collins will support the bill uh, during an initial hurdle so that she can offer an amendment making changes to the legislation and aid confirmed to the Hill. All right, this is her quote. I want to see a commission. There are a lot of unanswered questions, and I'm working very hard to uh, secure Republican votes for a commission. What's what's your ask, though, ma'am? Her comments make uh, Collins the third GOP senator to say that they will support the bill during an initial vote, where it will need 60 votes to move forward. So we might actually be able to clear that through. I kind of doubt. That'd be just like impeachment. What was the what was the tally on that? 63, 64 votes? I'm not 53, 54 votes. Three or four senators are what they're gonna be able to pull. Most Republicans are deeply opposed to the bill, and it's expected to fall short of the ten Republican senators needed to move forward. GOP Senators Lisa Murkowski and Mitt Romney are the other two Republicans in the upper chamber have said that they will support the House bill. The legislation garnered the support of 35 GOP lawmakers when it passed the other side of the Capitol. Collins is shopping changes to the House bill to address two of Republicans' biggest stated concerns. Here we go. That Democrats would be able to hire all the staff and that it could stretch into 2022 where Republicans are worried it would damage their standing heading into the midterm elections. Senator Collins, I don't care. That that is a stupid ask. I'm sorry. They get to hire the staff because that's that's they won an election. The second part is just stupid. And you're giving away the game. You're saying you won't do what's right for the fucking country because it will hurt you in the midterms. So no, fuck off. And if the Democrats were worth a shit, they would be messaging that properly. 
Hollins, based on text obtained by the Hill, wants to change the language so that the chair and vice chair of the commission would jointly appoint staff rather than the chair in constitution with the vice chair. In the event that the... Are you singing Puddle Mud in my fucking chat? I... I don't know what you're referring to, sir. What? Also, there was this meme the other day that had, like, the worst bands of all time. It was, like, Puddle of Mud. Uh, Staying in Three Doors Down were the ones that I, I, I thought they left off. Fucking Nickelback. My screen is blurred? Uh, I think you need to clean your screen. Everything looks fantastic. That seems like a problem on your end. My screen looks fantastic. We are we are we are studs over here. In the event that the two cannot agree on staff, Collins wants to include language that would let both the chair and vice chair of the commission hire their own staff, so competing staffs. Oh, YouTube, uh, go change you. Click on the gear and bump it up to high def then. But it might buffer on you. Yeah, YouTube's like bumped you down to like 480 or some shit. YouTube sucks a lot. I'm I'm sorry, YouTube. Don't demonetize me like you've done so many times. Collins is also proposing changing when the commission would formally disband the House bill gives the commission 60 days after it submits its final report. Collins wants to change it in 30 days. Seems stupid. Speaking of stupid Republicans, Ted Cruz thinks some children should have guns. This is not a Sasha Baron Cohen skit. Each of the witnesses that are here today Every responsible gun owner knows that safely storing their firearms is critical. Heidi and I... Now, remember, he's saying this. What? Fucking... When was this posted? Can Can I get a time? There's no time stamp on it, but he would have been saying this mere hours after a mass shooting. Store our firearms safely. Uh, and we expect that everyone with excellent firearm, question tones firearm in their home should do the same. Who is the arbiter of that? We also know that when firearms are not stored responsibly, there can be tragic consequences. There's also been a rash of kids. Senator Blumenthal spoke about getting a hold of guns in nightstands and shooting their siblings or themselves. Boy who fatally shot himself by accident with a firearm that was stored at a friend's house. For all of us, our hearts goes out to the entire family. Ms. Song, thank you for being here. Thank you for telling your son's story. As a parent, what you experienced is a nightmare that, that terrifies every parent. Does it, Ted? All of us want to avoid tragedies like that happening in the future. But there's going to be a huge time, but there. Firearms in the home can be critical for defending the home can be critical for defending members of the family from violent crime. One example of that that we will hear from today 
occurred on November 5th, 2017, when a vicious murderer it was an Antifa, wasn't into it? the sanctuary at Sutherland Springs First Baptist Church in Texas and started shooting innocent churchgoers. Stephen Williford, who I've since gotten to know quite well and who will be a witness today. I, don't, I doubt, like, Mr. Williford Ted Cruz is such a cuck. Like, I don't think he, like, he, like, I don't think he would enjoy going hunting in, unless you know that he actually goes to Argentina to go hunting, and then I'm 100% wrong on this. But I think Ted Cruz goes hunting here in the U.S. to get some pictures with a fucking vest and a hat on, because I've seen those pictures. I mean, like, that motherfucker doesn't actually like guns. I know he has them and takes pictures with them. Every goddamn person is outfitted with an M1911 45 magazine. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not anti-gun. I don't speak for everybody else in this chat. I think uh, laws need to be stricter. I think less guns are a good thing. I would encourage a gun buyback program. If you're just collecting fucking guns, I got no problem with you. I, I do have a problem with people like uh, open carrying in states, uh, mainly, mainly because like that is not a right afforded to black people. So if I see a white person with his Patriot shirt on that has a skull or something. Like, I call the cops on him and say, like, I think they look suspicious because that's what they would do to a black person. Literally, that's what I do. (laughs) They do it to a black person. (laughs) Sorry. Like, I do not feel safe. This man looks suspicious. And I do not feel bad one bit. They fucking love the cops. Let the fucking deal with the fucking cops, dude. Enjoy. Now, they're probably not going to do anything to you. You're fucking... You fit the bill of a cop cocksucker, so... Probably going to shake your hand and give you a handy. He heard the shots. And he went and got his weapon, which is an AR-15, and he ran down the street and engaged with the shooter. And his heroism saved life, lives that day. His heroism was extraordinary. Notice you don't you bring up the fucking... Story, the we, we, had, we had a teacher fucking hug a student down from a, from a school shooting. What, that teacher's hugs saved lives that day. Why are you not promoting hugs, Ted Cruz? That shooting. And it remains one of the most horrific things I have ever seen to stand in that beautiful church where a deranged madman committed an act of unspeakable evil. Mr. Williford's weapon was secured in a gun safe. And the time it took for him to remove it from the gun safe slowed down his response time. And one of the challenges... So now he, he's getting ready to make an argument against actual like gun safety. The difference between people living and By people the way, dying. I want to point out that if you add up, like, you are more likely to shoot yourself, a loved one, like, have an accident, or have the gun taken from you and used against you in a robbery or, or, or an armed situation, than you are to actually be uh, uh, to stop a violent crime with a gun. 
far more likely to shoot your now that includes suicide. When I when I mention those statistics, that includes putting a gun to your own head. They're far more likely to shoot yourself. Someone you and like right wingers use that to discount. Well, those are suicides, blah blah blah. Well, motherfucker, if they hadn't had a gun in that moment, they wouldn't have shot themselves. I still think that's a tragedy. Because most people, when they have suicidal ideation, it goes away. And they would have lived if they hadn't had access to a firearm. That's still a tragedy to me. And that's why I still include it. In the statistics, that you are more likely to shoot yourself, a loved one, or have the gun used against you than to stop a violent crime with your gun. That is a fact. So Mr. Cruz here is getting ready to make an argument like he shouldn't have followed gun safety because I have not no problem with guns at all, but you should follow proper gun safety protocols like storing them in a gun safe. All across the country, people rely on quick access to firearms in their homes to defend themselves. A 2013 report ordered by the Obama administration CDC stated that, quote, almost all national survey estimates indicate that defensive gun uses by victims are at least as common as offensive uses by criminals, with estimates of annual use. That is a self-reporting survey he is citing, I want to point out. They asked gun owners if they thought they had, because like, that motherfucker that we watched the Don't Unfriend Me podcast at the beginning of the show, I would guarantee you, he thinks he stopped like five or six different crimes with a gun. He's probably never stopped one. All in the head. This is ranging from 500,000 to more than 3 million. We're not talking about one or two or a handful. This is the Obama administration estimating defensive uses of firearms. In other words, firearms used to prevent a crime. No, no. Once again, it was a CDC self-reporting survey. And they ditched it because they felt that the data wasn't uh, correct. Cur. He throws it was the Obama administration. Yeah, it was the CDC during the Obama administration. Somewhere between 500 times. So disingenuous. If our objective is to save lives, and I believe all of us want to save lives, ensuring that people can effectively access their firearms to defend themselves and their families is critically important. And sometimes the defensive use includes children defending themselves and defending their families. For example, earlier this year, a McKay Bryant was shot dead by the cops because he had a knife, you motherfucker. Oh, God. 12-year-old boy in Goldsboro, North Carolina shot two masked intruders, killing one of them after they forcefully entered his home and shot the boy's grandmother. In 2018, a 15-year-old girl who was also from North Carolina and who had been trained on how to shoot and safely handle firearms grabbed a gun hidden in her house for protection and shot her mother's abusive boyfriend after he had attacked her mother and threatened to kill her. 
if the firearms that these miners had used to defend themselves and their families had been inaccessible, the consequences could very well have been devastating. Wow. So when we talk about safe storage, we, we want to make sure the kids can have access to the guns. In a, in a country where fucking school shootings are like a fucking every other week occurrence, Ted Cruz. I'm... Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? I'm not high enough for this shit. Potentially comes at a serious cost to people's lives. We should be encouraging people to make responsible choices that balance the risk of accidents with the need for self-defense. And that's exactly what many of the voluntary programs across the country have been doing. No, of course not. Of course not. Run by the National Shooting Sports Foundation provides gun locks free of charge. And I will tell you this is an issue on which there can be bipartisan cooperation. When it comes to Project Child Safe, it so happens I have a very personal history with that project. Because in the years 1999 and 2000, I was a policy... I, I, I do not trust Republicans to keep children safe. President Absolutely Trump. not. And as a policy staff... I wouldn't let a child in a room policy. alone with a Republican, to be I completely honest with you. Seriously. Seriously. Who designed the very... The, the, the motherfucker that I talked about at the beginning of the show called, called me a child molester, insinuated that I was, I was diddling kids or some shit. Like, that just automatically... Like, I wasn't thinking it before, but now I'm like, oh shit, like... As prevalent as projection is, that dude's touched some kids. Fuck. Child safe. And drafted the briefing paper and presented it to then Governor Bush. And Governor Bush agreed and campaigned for president in 2000 on Project Ch- Child Safe on providing gun locks free of charge to the millions of Americans who don't have gun locks so that they can better protect. Don't have enough in the bowl to get high enough for this children. shit. The friends of their children. And that project ended up being announced, campaigned upon, and when George W. Bush was elected... Now, gun locks is something, but I don't know what this program he's talking about here. Like, was this some kind of lock that a kid was able to... was able to get into? Like, I don't... I don't remember this Bush program. Once again, I was like a junior in high school when Bush ran for president. That's why, like... I was, I say that I campaigned for George W. Bush because I wasn't old enough to vote for him yet. I was like a year off. Works very directly with it. I don't know what that program is. It it is encouraging now the millions of child locks that have been given out that came from an idea. But but he, he, he seemed to suggest that he was for a mechanism that child, that children can access. Really? Okay. Well, but like, I don't know what he means by gun locks because he, before he talked about gun locks, he was talking about like children should be able to access firearms. So, he was talking about ease of access. But something, I, I, I we gotta look this up.
Project Child Save. A little video or something? Project Child Safe is the largest, most comprehensive firearms safety education program in the U.S. What are the What are the locks? They discontinued their their gun lock thing. Cable style gun lock. Here, okay, here's the safety kit. God damn it. Lock instructions. Yeah, this is... But that, if they have a key, that doesn't make any sense. The gun look like looking at this picture right here, this diagram of how it works, it looks like a really good idea. But if you're just going to give a kid a key, okay, okay, like it says specifically, you know, store the key separately. Be sure to store a key in a location inaccessible to unauthorized persons, particularly children. These people have some sense. Ted Cruz doesn't have any goddamn sense. All right, guys, let's get into the thing that I was looking forward to talking to last or talking about last night because I actually got a little background on it and can speak more intelligently about the situation. Biden has asked the intelligence community to intensify the investigation of COVID origins. Biden announced Wednesday he has asked the U.S. intelligence community to redouble their efforts to investigate the origins of coronavirus and provide a report within 90 days that could bring us closer to a definitive conclusion. The debate over the origins of COVID-19 has been reinvigorated in recent days by previously undisclosed U.S. intelligence first reported by the Wall Street Journal that three researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology fell ill enough to be hospitalized in November of 2019. Now, one of the points I made was I feel like if they were the epicenter, the patient zeros, if you will, that they would have been sicker earlier, that they would have been in the hospital like late October. I did not see the girl with the Uzi at the shooting range. I did not see that. Can you throw it to us in the Discord or in the... You got you got power in the chat. Biden said in a statement that the U.S. intelligence community had coalesced around two likely scenarios for the origins of the virus: one that it emerged from human contact with an infected uh, animal, and two that it was the result of an accidental laboratory leak. A joint team from the World Health Organization and China. Well, just throw it to me. I don't like. 
I want to be up on it. We might not necessarily talk about it. But the report has been criticized by the U.S. and WHO leadership for its methodology and lack of transparency from the Chinese government. I totally believe. Biden said the U.S. intelligence community's current position is that while two elements in the IC leans toward the former scenario and one leans more toward the latter, each with low or moderate confidence, the majority of elements do not believe there is sufficient information to assess one to be more likely than the other. Whether COVID-19 ultimately originated in an animal or in a lab, the bulk of the evidence is in China, which limits what the U.S. can find out, but Biden's statement underscores the fact this debate will not end anytime soon and that the U.S. could ramp up pressure on China to cooperate. All right, so I spoke with a friend on this topic. She does medical research. He actually knows what she's talking about. And uh, her thoughts on the lab leak theory was that it was preposterous. Like, she literally laughed about it. And I'm gonna I'm going to tell you what she said here. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it over here so I can find I mean I meant to pull it up, I'm sorry. Okay. So the first point that she made was that she doesn't think that they were even studying coronaviruses in the Wuhan lab. And that they didn't even switch to doing coronaviruses until after it appeared. I'm not, she's telling me all about gain of function here. I need to get to the other. The gain of function research, she said, wasn't actually making viruses to be more powerful. That it was more of modeling data to try to predict what the viruses were going to do. I don't, I might have lost the fucking, I should have saved that shit. Cause she said it so well. And I just, I have no fucking clue about any of that. Her other point was that it would The protocols that they take within a lab are so stringent that she felt like it was far more likely that it would come from animals. Because apparently, like, they have to uh, quarantine themselves 
when they're dealing with that shit. Plus, one of the things that I would think would point away from the lab leak theory is if they're working in a lab of virology, they're all wearing biohazard suits. Three researchers getting sick kind of makes me feel like they're outside of the lab when they contracted it. And it's just a correlation that they happen to be in that city. Rand Paul has put forward legislation that apparently passed the U.S. Senate. Oh, it's an amendment they passed. I don't know what he's tacking it on to. This is a press release from Senator Paul's office. U.S. Senate passed U.S. Senator Rand Paul's amendment that would permanently ban all funding of -of gain-of-function research in China following up much back and forth with Dr. Fauci and continually defending against the use of American taxpayer dollars in funding gain-of-function research, which aims to enhance the infectiousness and of, or severity of a virus. Now, as I said, my friend told me that's the exact opposite of what they're doing, that they're doing predictive models to try to understand what the viruses could do. That's one of the reasons why when I was asked about it the other day by a caller or somebody in the Discord or maybe it was even in the comments, I don't know enough about it to make an informed decision and I'm sure like fucking some idiot-ass right-winger definitely isn't. But gain-of-function sounds scary, kind of like socialism. Sounds scary. wonder how many times Dr. Roger Marshall brings it up Dr. Senator Marshall. Scientists and journalists who risked and in some instances gave their lives to get the genetic sequence of the virus and some hints of its origin out to the rest of the world to give us a fighting chance. I also want to thank the NIH and Dr. Francis Collins, whose team was able to stabilize the virus within a matter of weeks and share that technology with the world. This helped quickly launch the success of Operation Warp Warp Speed as well as other research for testing, antivirals, and vaccines. But now here we are, 16 months into the most catastrophic health disaster of our lifetime, and we still have more questions than answers. He lived through the AIDS crisis. Lives have been claimed by the virus, and we still don't know its origin. More, more Fuck, he probably has a polio shot. Geographical or biological origin. The world deserves to know and needs to know where and how it started. Was it Those are, well, I, maybe, maybe he's young enough to have not. My mom showed me hers. Like, it's like a three-dot thing. It looked like it was a gigantic fucking needle. I've complained about the COVID fucking needle hurting my arm. I wonder what that shit fucking felt like. Actually occurring, or was it made in a lab? And I'm here today to tell you the preponderance of evidence suggests this virus leaked from a lab in Wuhan. That's not true. That's what the right-wingers keep saying. Now, you can't rule it out. You're dealing with probability in science. What we're talking about, like, we're saying, like, it's a 10-15% chance it's a lab leak. That more than likely, it came from nature. Now, the most convincing evidence to me was that they have been able to trace back the genome of everything and know, like, the exact animal it came from with every other, like... Fucking SARS, MERS, and shit. 
But now I put forward that Trump came in and slashed the CDC specifically in China. And I wonder if that has something to do with our ability to be able to trace that shit back. And I wonder how much better our response would have been had Trump not dismantled the CDC apparatus in China. But first, let's look at the mounting evidence suggesting COVID-19 is truly a super virus. The product of lab manipulations, including... I thought it was a hoax, sir. In order to do this... I thought it was no more dangerous than the flu. ...two similar events and the great work of scientists surrounding the containment of SARS in 2002 and MERS in 2012. For SARS, it took four months to find an intermediate host, a civet, a raccoon-looking animal. Yes, it only took four months to prove the SARS virus went from a bat... Remember, I've I've pointed out numerous times, the Bush administration, that was one thing they were good on. They took it seriously. ...mutated from a virus that would not easily attach to human cells into a more lethal virus. And for MERS, it only took nine months to find the virus occurring naturally in bats, and the intermediate host was camels. Yet with COVID-19, here we are some 16 months later, and we have no intermediate host and no COVID-19 found in a live bat. The Chinese tell us us they've tested over 80,000 viral sequences and have come up empty. Coincidence? No precursors, no grandfather or great-grandfathers, nothing close. I think it's a contaminated crime scene. COVID-19 has been found in nature. As a matter of fact, the closest virus we know of to COVID-19 is rat G13, which is called the Wuhan Institute of Virology home for several years. This virus was supposedly from bats in Yunnan and transported by scientists to the Wuhan viral lab. But of course, the Chinese uh, won't hand the virus over to the world now for further study. Is it possible that rat G13 could have been manipulated into COVID-19? Some experts would say yes. And we know, based upon... That, no, fuck that shit. Some experts would say... ...that the WIV had eight similar viruses to rat G13, but China won't share those either. What are they hiding? And here's another interesting feature of COVID-19. Find out what his doctorate is. ...humans more than bats. As a matter of fact, it doesn't harm bats. So the CCP propaganda claims this virus comes from bats, but doesn't like bats. Riddle me that. What... Furthermore, no answers, Obstetrician. no answers to COVID-19 have been found. Recall what typically occurs in nature is multiple mutations, just like with the SARS infection. We should be able to find multiple mutations as the virus goes from bat-loving to an intermediate-liking animal to human-liking to human-loving. We certainly welcome contrary evidence from the Wuhan labs. Now, if you will, forgive me for being a bit of a biology lover, but as a physician, I think we have to consider just how utterly ferocious and seemingly too perfect for nature this virus really is. COVID-19 what does that mean? Is a unique spike protein made up by two units. The first unit has an amazing affinity for human lung cells. It sticks like glue to human lung cells, even if you only get a small whiff of it. And it uses the same human lung receptor that researchers in the U.S. and WIV have been working on together for viral gain of function and similar lab techniques for years. Perhaps this is just another coincidence. And to be fair, I really do think all the research has been done with the best of intentions. Oh, you're telling me, you're telling me that they were studying like the most common type of fucking virus that we could get a fucking pandemic from. 
Maybe it's just coincidence. No, it wasn't coincidence that we're specifically studying that shit because this was the most likely kind of fucking outbreak we were going to have. Just like it's not coincidence that the Institute of Virology was in Wuhan, a major city in China. ...vaccines for a possible future epidemic. For all I know, the research already done may have significantly sped up the success of Operation Warp Speed. Next, we need to discuss one last point about this protein spike and how it interacts with human lung cells. And if there is a smoking gun, this is it. Remember, I talked about this spike, this crown having two components, two units. Well, it just so happens a human lung cell has a special cleaver, a cleaver that can recognize, you guessed it, a perfect spot on the COVID-19 spike. Bats don't have this ability, but human lung cells do. Anyway, what happens is after the the COVID-19 virus attaches to the human lung cell like glue, the human lung cell cleaves the COVID-19 in this perfect spot, and only after this cleavage occurs can the virus dump its genetic makeup into the human cell and take over the human genetic machinery. Now, just don't forget your ninth grade biology class. A virus needs another organism to reproduce. And this COVID-19 virus, once it grabs the human lung cells, it's not letting go until it takes over and starts to multiply like rabbits. And after one cell grabs hold and dumps its genetic contents, a chain reaction occurs that really reminds me of a... I just want to point out that we went from this fucking political party not taking this seriously at all to saying it was some sort of engineered perfect bioweapon by China... But also, you know, less lethal than the flu. Does any, is anybody else just flabbergasted by this? He's given us a science lesson on this super weapon that was engineered. They changed their tune just as soon as Biden took office, didn't they? Nuclear chain reaction. And once bioreplication ignites, it's next to impossible to stop. Now, there are more microbiology nuances we could talk about and why this supervisor is, is not seemingly a virus from Mother Nature, but I think you get my point. Yes, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but only the, the Wuhan labs have the data to prove me wrong. And I'm afraid the data that would prove me right or wrong has been forever destroyed. The geographical origination of this virus is much less complex to discuss. Today, uh, that's, I've, I've heard enough of this shit. Right, let's go ahead and move on to the guards that were guarding the prison cell that contained Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> the two jail guards who admitted to falsifying records on the night Jeffrey Epstein killed himself won a federal judge's approval on Tuesday to end the criminal case against them and let them avoid prison. The defendants, Michael Tump. Now, before we go any further, I've kind of. Oh, boy. Last year on the show, I I was of the opinion it's more than likely a suicide. That he more he had every reason to hang himself. Suicide in particularly in that jail is rampant. Clearly, we have incompetent guards. 
but I mean, the more we learn about this, like two different cameras pointed at this jail cell malfunctioned. The guards were fucking shopping on their phone in his sleep. He was supposed to have a uh, 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 cellmate. Apparently, I saw a report that he had spoke to his lawyer and was like in good spirits and shit talking about future events. That motherfucker was going to roll over on Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Bill Gates, who we were going to find out fucking everything. Like, it, they really did kill him, didn't they? Now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, like, certain on this. I'm, I'm, I would put my, I would put myself at, like, 50-50 on it now. It's just as likely that he killed himself as he was fucking murdered, guys. But if he was murdered, as I've, as I've said all along, clearly it was the Trump Justice Department that would have the power to have that done. Gotta own that one, right-wingers. The defendants, Michael Thomas, as seen leaving the courtroom last year, referring to the... Okay, like there's a... There's a video. This is a video transcript. I'm sorry. Do you want to watch the video? Avoid prison. The defendants, Michael Thomas, seen here leaving the courthouse last year, and Tova Noel had been accused of falling asleep, shopping online, and checking sports news rather than checking on Epstein every 30 minutes at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in downtown Manhattan. Epstein, who had pleaded not guilty to sex trafficking charges, was found hanging in his cell on August 10th, 2019. Now, like, the whole not checking on him thing, that's really fucking annoying. If you've ever been in a jail, like, the, the you can't sleep at night. They're fucking coming every fucking 30 minutes. It, it sucks ass. So, like, I totally could understand a rich person like Jeffrey Epstein bribing the guards to look the other way. And I I could totally see that happening. They're like, once again, correlation. I I understand how it looks, and I am becoming more and more skeptical. But there are logical explanations for all of these steps. York City's medical examiner called his death a suicide. The agreement requires Noel and Thomas to serve six months of supervised release and complete 100 hours of community service. They must also cooperate with the probe by the U.S. Department of Justice's Inspector General looking into the circumstances surrounding Epstein's death. The probe began under then-attorney there General were also two cameras Barr, that weren't working. who was angered that a high-profile inmate like Epstein was able to kill himself. I'm sure, I'm sure Bill Barr was angered. I j- I, it's going to be interesting. Ghislaine Maxwell. We want to know what you know. Bill Richardson, what, you, what was he up to? 
Uh, there's a whole slew of like fucking. I want to know. I need that. I need that Netflix documentary. Gives us the or the HBO documentary. All right, wild story coming to us out of Nashville. I mean, this is, it's kind of funny, but also not. A Nashville man says he woke up around at 3 a.m. on Saturday after hearing someone in his apartment in downtown Nashville. Police arrived to discover a very intoxicated 21-year-old Kara Michelson in the man's home petting his dog. He drunkenly broke into a dude's home and started petting his dog. Police say they discovered Kara Michelson, the Capitol View Apartments, determined she had tried to open several doors in the complex and found this one to be unlocked. He reportedly entered the man's home and was petting his dog when he discovered her just after 3 a.m. Court documents show she was completely unaware of her location nor knew where she lived. Despite multiple attempts to assist her with finding someone to pick her up or give her assistance in getting home, she was unable to provide any information. So they were they were even going to let her go? I mean, she was just sitting there petting a dog? But given her state, she was taken into custody. He was booked into Metro Nashville Jail and charged with public intoxication. Released after the mandatory eight-hour hold period. I just thought it was funny she broke into a house and petted somebody's dog. I don't know that I'd even be upset. That I, I certainly wouldn't call the cops. I'd never call the cops on somebody. Maybe, maybe, uh, it says he discovered her, but like maybe he called the cops before he walked in and saw her or whatever. If I walked in and saw a chick petting one of my cats, I'd be like, how'd you get in here? And then like, hit the bong? Watch some cartoons? Play any video games? Fox is a lady killer. All right, this is a weird one. The Huffington Post. And I don't like, something's going on with both the cats now. Pokey was doing his tunneling at the door again. 14-year-old daughter watched porn and it changed her lives in ways I never imagined. I just saw the headline. I'm like, well, I got to read this. It might be bullshit. Some kind of clickbait by guest writer in the Huffington Post, Amelia Miller. One fateful night in November 2014, my then 14-year-old daughter woke up my husband and me at 2 a.m. Crying and visibly distraught, she whispered, Mom, I have something, I have, I have to tell you something. Those dreaded words are guaranteed to jolt even the deepest sleeper into full alert. Immediately, my mom brain raced through the usual suspects. Is she pregnant on drugs in serious trouble? One of her friends pregnant on drugs in serious trouble. 
Whatever the inspiration for her urgent need to talk to me in the middle of the night was, I knew I had to remain calm to keep her from freaking out any worse than she already was. I sat quietly. I sat up quietly. Okay, what's up? Instead of answering me, she handed me her iPhone. That act alone spoke to the severity of the situation. Normally, she barely let, let me look at her phone, let alone lay my paws on it. I braced myself for the awful bullying texts or threats or even naked photos I worried were awaiting my eyes, but instead, I found myself looking down at a webpage with some formal-sounding legalese scrolling across. What is this? Looking everywhere but at me, she replied, I've been watching porn and the FBI has tracked me. Oh, shit, I didn't see this coming. Why the fuck is the FBI tracking you? Tra- what? Instantly, my mind flipped into freak-out mode. What the fuck? Porn. Is the FBI going to be knocking at my door? Is that a siren I hear? Would they call first? Could she go to jail? Would she be tried as an adult? Do I need to get her a lawyer? What would she be tried for? How much would a lawyer even cost? Wait, is porn even illegal? Stop it, Amelia. Your little girl needs you. Breathe. There is almost nothing that could have shocked me more as the mother of a girl. I'd imagine so many of the difficult conversations... Girls watch porn. Uh, that shouldn't shock anybody. So many of the difficult conversations and situations I would have with my daughter as she grew to womanhood. She was 14, I assumed. We had already had all the big conversations. Period, sex, online safety, respecting her body, drugs, alcohol... Much to my uh, kid's chagrin, I was committed to open and honest communication with them. In fact, my approach has always been blah, 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 but porn. I'd never even considered that I would have to have this discussion of any of my kids until my son, who was almost five years younger than his sister, hit puberty. As we sat there in the dark, I asked her some pointed questions, and she gave me some very uncomfortable answers. No, she never chatted with any uh, anyone about porn. She, oh, man, like, wait, if she's just watching porn, this shouldn't be like, bad. If she was trading, like, naked pictures of other kids, she's in possession of child porn. That's a much different issue. No, she never contacted anyone, and no one ever contacted her, asking her to send new pictures or herself. No, she never made any porn videos or posted them online. Yes, she watched videos of adults having sex. No, she ever watched any videos of children, and no... She's not attracted to children. Ooh, gross mom. Yes, she's attracted to both men and women. Okay, yada, yada, yada. As we talked, my brain and heart began to settle. My husband and I realized her confessions and experiences were probably not all that different from uh, than those we normally hear about regarding teenage boys getting caught in similar, similar situations. I'm curious about that. I want to know why the FBI was after her. Because, like, it's all about, like, the uncomfortableness of the mother-daughter relationship talking about porn here. Why is the FBI contacting her? As I watched her sitting on a little corner of the bed, cocooned in her shame with her uh, teeth clacking from nerves, I realized that while I could understand her embarrassment, she really did not have anything to feel ashamed about. Yeah, she was simply curious. Exactly. Good mom. Yeah, this this story is not pissing me off for the reasons I thought it was going to piss me off. After we talked and she went back to bed, a little quick sleuthing assured me that she was not actually going to be arrested. The pop-up message that appeared on her phone was actually just that, a spammy ad. God damn it. 
It was a spammy ad that wasn't really generated by the FBI. I fucking... Oh, I'm sorry, little girl. Oh, shit. How'd you you not know it was a pop-up? Oh, man. I should have known it was a pop-up when when they said on the computer screen. Like, the FBI's not contacting a kid on the computer like that. What the what? Well, shit. I am definitely not in Mensa. But do you know who is the youngest ever member of Mensa? Is a fucking toddler. Meet the Los Angeles toddler who is the youngest member of American Mensa with an IQ of 146. We want to introduce you to a local little genius named Cash Quest. She is two, going on three, with the IQ of 146. The average IQ in the United States is about 100. Cash was recently accepted into Mensa, the largest and oldest high IQ society in the world, making her... Is that true? I thought it was like 90-something. I thought it was like 92, 93. I don't know that she's right. Maybe she is. Maybe she's being a little generous. What's this one? Asia. Asia. What's this? Europe. First first of all, first of all, while I'm sure this kid is incredibly bright, IQ tests are bullshit. They're just a measure of how, like, how well you pick the aptitude of the specific things that's been taught to you. Like, clearly the mother has been good about drilling the kid. But I'm saying, still, the kid's cool. I'm down with the kid. Your average toddler. Tell me the three branches of government first. Yes, he is. He's just so... Hey. We started to notice her memory was really great, and she just picked up things really fast, and she was really interested in learning. What's this? Why? What's huh. this? 17, 18 months, she had recognized all the alphabet, numbers, colors, and shapes. So that's when we were kind of like, okay, you know, she's learning really fast. So it was a cross between what are we doing at home versus what is it that sh- that's attracting her to memorize and grasp all these concepts. Also, I worry that that music is an indication that this is some sort of paid shit. If you watched uh, John Oliver, you're smoky. If you watch John Oliver on Sunday, that's what he was talking about, how they get these... Can identify elements on the periodic table by their symbols. Smokey, I can't see them fucking pause it. They get these paid ads for shit. I don't know what this could be a paid ad for, but it's probably got some sneaky kind of product placement in here. Seriously, that's the kind of shit, like, the kid's still cool. I thought it was a cool story. But you you just got to put everything in. All right, that is going to do it for me tonight. I do want to, once again, bring up the fact that tomorrow is my birthday, just a few hours away. We will be celebrating here on this stream, but I'm not going to be in control. Producer Dave and the Media Winch from Echoplex Media will be taking over the stream. They will be playing videos. It is going to be a lot of fun. I'm just going to sit down at my computer with beer, with a bong, we're going to get incredibly fucked up. We're going to have a fantastic time. If there's anyone still watching. 
Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you. Justin Freegan, we will see you tomorrow. For my freaking birthday bash.